Welcome to the Who Are You podcast, episode 20. Today I have an interview with Dr. Georgie Cave, a GP in London. We'll be talking about work-life balance. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Who Are You podcast is produced fortnightly for your learning and enjoyment. Show notes are found at ruvand.co.uk. That is R-U-U-V-A-N-D dot co dot U-K. Do come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Dr. Georgie Cave, welcome. A survey uh, published in June this year said a third of British workers are happy with their work-life balance. That leaves two-thirds. And a third have problems with sleep. Most believe that their jobs take up half of their lives. As a GP in the NHS, what is the fallout you see? Well, I see a lot of stress-related illness, I suppose. Um, And also a lot of people um, coming to see me to be signed off work... um, with illnesses that possibly they could work with but because the nature of their jobs they find stressful or unfulfilling they're less likely to want to go in but we do see an awful lot of stress related so stress induced illness um, and people who struggle to cope with illness and work at the same time now um, so we, we talk of um balance, work-life balance, and in some ways we assume we know what it is, but what what is work-life balance? I suppose that's, um, it's an individual state really, isn't it? Because what would be right for one person isn't really right for the other. Um, so it's your own, it's knowing yourself, I think, um, knowing what you want to achieve and then being in a perpetual state of working towards that. I don't think it's one point in time. I think it's a, it's a journey in a way towards a particular goal, achievement, and then I suppose you retire. <laughs> Uh, which would um so if it's a journey mm-hmm. so there's got to be that constant reevaluation mm-hmm. of where you are at what's changing and then you adjust yes yeah and i think that your work life balance changes according to the different stages of your life um the way you may work when you're younger maybe single before family we work in a different way then, aren't we? We're striving and maybe working a lot harder, um, more energy. So you may put in more for your job and for your work and building your career. Um, and it's a different balance then with your leisure activities. 
But things change and you go into a different phase of life and maybe you have a family and then later on, as you get older, I think we shift again. So I think it's constant reevaluation. Mm. And for you, what is work-life balance for you? I think it's about being content. And it's about knowing what you what you want. You have to ask yourself, why do I work? What do you get from work? Um, because it's interesting that a lot of people f- might complain that work takes up more than half of their life. But I wonder, turn it on its head, why shouldn't it? If you enjoy your work and you're interested in it then presumably you want to give a lot of time and energy to your work and so your balance will be what else have I got to do and it's like sharing your time amongst the things that are important to you so if work is important to you then I don't see that there's a problem with devoting a lot of your time and your energy to it it's only if you feel yourself the amount that you're giving to your job makes you unhappy in some way because it's detracting from other things that you want to do, whether that's your commitment to your family, to your partner, to relatives. It's all about what you want to do, what you value, and then almost a sharing of your time and your efforts and your energy. And if you're doing that in a way that makes you content then you've achieved work-life balance. So that um, that suggests that um, the job you do, choosing the job you do or being in a job, that you don't feel um, unhappy about, at least unhappy most of the time, then you can actually look forward to it and make a contribution. Yes, I think definitely. Um, if you enjoy your job and you're interested in it, then it doesn't then it doesn't feel a burden to you. And I think it's if it feels negative, then that will shift your equilibrium and you'll feel unbalanced. But if you're reasonably happy in your job, and that's an overall thing because again, how you feel about your job changes at different times. So, you know, it's broadly speaking. Um, How do you feel most of the time? Your job will have challenges and you rise to them. And at those times, you may feel that it's diverting more energy than you would like. But hopefully that's a temporary state and then things rebalance again. So I think what I'm trying to say is that we're in a constant state of flux, aren't we? At any one time, you could ask someone, are you achieving work-life balance? And the answer could be yes. But then further down the line, it may be no. (laughs) But it's about how we shift and adapt and change um, and whether we can achieve a balance overall is what we're aiming for. There must also be um, part of um, feeling that you have a choice in this matter, that you're choosing rather than it's something that's being done to you. Very much so. Yeah, and I think that's actually key, isn't it? Because a lot of these stress-related illness and also depressive illness that I see 
is where people feel that they don't have a choice or they don't have any control in how their journey is shaping up. And I think when that happens, people start to feel helpless and hopeless and then become very low in mood. So I think there are a lot of factors within us which control how we feel about our work-life balance, but also external factors as well, which we can't ignore. Um, And so they have to be taken into consideration in your attempt to find this (laughs) elusive thing almost, (laughs) which is, do I feel balanced? So how did you achieve your balance? I think I must have had a reasonably clear set of goals, subconsciously. Um, I think I always knew that I wanted to work part-time so that I could devote time to other aspects of my life which I thought were important, namely family. Hmm. And I think when you decide to work part-time you have to accept that you have to make some sacrifices. And it's whether or not the other things you've got to do are important enough to you for you to make those sacrifices. And that's a personal choice. So whether some of the sacrifices are financial, whether some of the sacrifices are status or not achieving certain things in work that you feel you may achieve. Um, it's all about whether the other things are important enough. So I think that was my starting point, really. What matters to me? What's most important? And then also looking at myself, how much energy have I got? How much physical, mental energy have I got? And how do I want to then use it? And I think when you ask yourself those sorts of questions, A, you're a bit more forgiving of yourself when your balance shifts in the wrong direction. Um, and B, you're constantly reevaluating then, aren't you? Um, so I think those, those are the things that, um, that, those are the questions that I ask myself. What matters? And what can I realistically achieve? And I think that's how I achieve some sort of balance that's good enough. Really. Yes, um, um, I was curious about your the, where your personal values and your personal vision come into it. And what you've um, described is that I mean, if you know or if you're clear what's important to you, then that can act as a compass for when you have to reevaluate. You have a compass to actually use. Mm. Um, but many times we go through, or many of us go through life without having articulated to ourselves actually what's really important for me, not for society or for anybody else, but for mm. me. And I think that's part of your own self-analysis really isn't it knowing yourself and also being clear about your goals and standing standing strong really believing in your goals because there are times when society may 
be telling you that you should be doing this or the expectation is that you should be doing this. And I think if you give in to that, you can start to feel less balanced. But if you are convinced of your own goals and what's important to you, and you're prepared to fight for it, then you'll you'll feel stronger when external forces are implying that you should be doing something else. Because I think a lot of people often feel, oh, I should be going for that promotion. I should be devoting more time to that. I should be taking on additional work. That's the expectation of me. And some people give in to that and it makes them unhappy. Others go for it and realise that, no, this is the right thing for me. But it's very much a personal decision, a personal choice. And how do we arrive at those decisions and those choices? Well, that's a good question. I don't think I have the answer to that. I suppose it's your upbringing that shapes your beliefs, um, exposures that you have in childhood. Um, these are the things that set your expectations. People that you meet, the society that you your immediate family and societal contacts. These are the things that shape your expectations all along. What others around you are doing. These things influence us. But at the end of the day, I think part of it comes from within. Yes, with, and that feeling that you can choose. And um, one of the things um, when I have conversations with people is many times we we feel we don't have a choice. But it's not that we don't have a choice. The thing is that the choice we want to make, we don't like the consequences. Therefore, we feel we rule that out and therefore we don't have a choice. And with, like you're saying, if you stand strong, but part of that being strong would be being clear what is important to you. That, that, that helps it. So, if you were going to say the th three things that one must do to achieve balance, what would your three things be? I don't know if I can think of three things, but I'll try. Um, I think, first of all, understand yourself and know what's important to you and mentally articulate that at intervals to remind yourself of what you want to be doing and how you want to achieve it. So I think some sort of clarity, really, about what you want in life is important. Secondly, I think education is very important and I mean that in a very broad sense, because through education and knowledge, you'll be more aware of what the choices are available to you, and there will be more choices available to you. And I think when you're in the position to make choices, you then feel more fulfilled. So know yourself, put yourself in a position to have more choices where possible. 
And then I think reevaluate intervals and ask yourself whether you are content. And if you're not, then try and take the steps necessary to achieve that. Pull on the people around you who can help you with your choices, whether that's family, friends, colleagues. So I think those are the three things, knowing yourself and having clear goals, putting yourself in a position where you can have more choices, and then using tools and people around you to help you achieve those things. That last one um, sounds to me like giving yourself permission to have you time, to take time out, to um, make that reevaluation, and also then to reach out to people. Because if you are, if you feel you 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 have no choice but to go along, then you will forever keep on the on the wheel and not be able to step off. But if you know that you, if you make the choice to take some time out, then perhaps you could see a bit more clearly. Yes, yeah. And taking time out can be in kind in different guises, really. Um, I, one of the important things, I think, is, is just to pause. Some people take time out by just sitting quietly and reflecting briefly. Others need to go away on a retreat to do it. Others go to church or or anything, you know. um, It depends on what works for you. But I think it's just very important every now and then to just stop and pause and reflect, look back on what you have been doing and just reevaluate and think, this is what I have been doing, this is what I am doing, this is what I want to achieve. Yeah, just reevaluation really. And if you're not heading the direction you want to be, Think about what needs to change. And And then do it. (laughs) Yeah, and then attempt to do it. Yeah, attempt to do it. And not just necessarily on your own, but that's where sometimes you may need to bring in other people. Because it's important to know yourself, but it's also important to talk to other people about yourself and what you want to achieve. Because we can enrich each other. You're not on your journey on your own. Your sense of balance doesn't come from being on your own. You're part of a greater ecosystem, if you like. And so the values and the needs of those around you must shape your journey and your sense of balance. I mean, for example, you may be feeling quite balanced in yourself, but then somebody close to you may be struggling. You then have to shift. And so those external factors will influence. And in your shift, it may take you off course for you. But if you sort of stop to reevaluate, then you'll realise actually reaching out to somebody else is what I want to do. That's going to give me a sense of fulfilment overall. And so although I'm deviating for now, in the longer term, that's going to bring me back to a new balance which is okay. Yes, yes. Thank you, Georgie.